Welcome back, guys. Happy you're here. Um, this is my podcast, Comfortably Unconventional. Um, I am excited to be here today. First of all, if you're a listener, you can't see it, but if you're on YouTube right now, I am rocking this new swooped pixie cut, kind of wolf cut, I think. I think that's what it's called. Uh, look and I'm gonna be honest with you guys I went through I've gone through a long 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 hair journey and I want to talk about it today so back in like let me think about this for a second June June I had a moment. So I was, and you know, I am, I've gone a lot better, but I've always been one of those girls that like really, really got into like dyeing her hair. Okay. I know. I know. It, it checks out. I'm a mentally ill girl that likes to dye her hair and change it a lot. Um, (laughs) but okay. So when I was younger, I had like this really, really long, thick hair, like long, thick, wavy hair. I wanted to change. My natural hair color, although I think it's darkened now to like, maybe like an ash brown, like a light ash brown, um, I had like, I would say more like a dirty blonde hair color, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I didn't like it for myself. And I always, re- I always remember thinking, like, this is the most boring ass hair color that I could have possibly ended up with. I liked it when I was younger because I had bleach blonde hair naturally when I was younger. But as I got older, it started to darken. And I was like, I don't like anything about this. So I started off with henna hair dye. If y'all don't know about henna hair dye... It's like, you know, it's not a bad option. It's it's more like, I would say, it dyes your hair, but it's it's a process. It's like, it's a natural dye that's not supposed to have any, like, chemicals or anything in it. And it's supposed to, like, not damage the shit out of your hair, like box dye or bleaching does. So when I was first convincing my mom to dye my hair, I convinced her to let me do the henna dye because I was like, hey, this doesn't damage my hair. You can't say no. And she's like, okay. So I I started with the henna dye and that was very experimental because it just, you know, it doesn't process the same way that like your normal hair dye does if you know anything about hair dyeing. Um, it's like a powder, basically, that you mix and it turns into this shit-looking mud. And you just kind of pack it on your head. And then what I would do is I would take plastic saran wrap and I believe wrap that around my head for 30 minutes. Now, this worked okay the first time. I think I did red, actually. That was like my official first hair color. Um, And it worked okay. You know, they're all like natural looking 
hair colors so I did red and that that was kind of pretty um and then I remember I tried doing it again and for some reason I don't know if I did something wrong or if it was just the henna dye but my hair turned green and that was my first big horrifying mishap because I was like a freshman in high school and I actually had to go to hair <laughs> go to school with like green hair and we're not even talking like a tasteful green like a like a light neon green or like even like a pretty f like forest green or something this was like a diarrhea shit green that my <laughs> my hair was it was awful it was terrible and it was it was traumatizing frankly and i got made fun of for it and i cried and I then was done with henna and I moved on to bigger and better things and started my hair dyeing journey going to a salon. I believe I went like blonde, blonde. I did like a shadow root and went like bleach blonde and my hair was that way for a while and then I did like a gray and then I hit college think I was a freshman in college and then I went absolutely batshit crazy with the hair dye. I dyed my hair blue. I dyed it pink. I dyed it red again multiple times. I dyed it black. I was in a bad habit of dyeing my hair black, getting into a mental funk, and then bleaching the absolute shit out of it. Well, as you know, especially me being a college student and really knowing nothing about like hair dyeing and I never did like a good amount of research I was doing all box dye while doing this so you can imagine that it was not good it was not good and by the time I reached um, the end of my college career you know when I dropped out my hair was pretty solidly fucked and then I you know, continued to fuck it up. And I played around with extensions because, you know, I, I, I had like decently long hair when I left college, I think like to my shoulders. And I actually bleached it again and it was so bad that I think I had at least, I want to say it was, yeah, like three inches of breakage just come off. And I really think that all things considered, the fact that my hair wasn't breaking off like three inches from my root was quite incredible. My hair really like stuck it out for me. Um, but it eventually got to the point last summer where it was so damaged. There was no life to her anymore. Um, I My hair was like falling out. I don't think that that was like all necessarily dye and bleach damage related. Like, like I told you guys, um, I have PCOS, um, I was under a lot of stress at the time too, I think I was, it was like falling out at the root in some places, um, so I made the ballsy decision to shave my head. I shaved my head, and 
that was a very gratifying experience, but it ended up being kind of like, it, it ended up being an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. Because, you know, at first I was like, this is awesome. And then after a few days, I was like, holy shit, I shaved my head. And, you know, I just like, I live in a very, I I would consider it like a pretty rural area. I grew up in a rural area. Uh, People don't just like do that without being like very harshly judged, unfortunately. Um, So I got really nervous about it. Um, I knew it needed to happen. Like I needed to completely, like I needed to reboot and restart my hair because I just knew that it would grow in so much healthier and I would just be able to start over and kind of take care of it. I know a lot more about hair care now and I literally will not touch box dye with a 10 foot pole, but um, I, I guess I like, I wore wigs for a little while and then I started growing it out and then it got to a length where I actually could kind of effectively use extensions, which what I, I had been doing up until like now and now it's to a length where I feel like it's kind of out of the awkward stage and it can be styled and like like a cute pixie cut kind of and I just dyed it red I love it but you know and I I went over this in like my last podcast episode too like I struggle with the idea of femininity and what it is like what it truly is to me and being like I said a larger built woman and like having a lot of what's considered masculine interests and things like that I always felt like I had to like have long hair to be like feminine or to be beautiful which is stupid like it's dumb but and like I think that like I have admired beautiful women that just like rock short hair, but I was, I always thought that I could never like do that and be beautiful. So I'm, I'm trying it out, um, and I'm actually loving it, and it's a very like empowering feeling. And I've gotten us like a lot of compliments. And you know, it's not that other people's opinions really matter, but you know, when you get a compliment on something, especially a big change that you feel a little uncertain about, or maybe, you know, you're a little insecure about or something, and you get like tons of compliments about the change, you're like, yeah, I feel better about this now. I did not post an episode last week and I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit because well it was Thanksgiving and I decided to kind of give myself a break from things because um I'm also in school right now it's winding down in in my semester and it's going to be final so I really wanted to like take a breather um I love doing the podcasting I love sitting here and yapping for 40 minutes to you guys every single week about nonsense. But 
you know, I want to make sure that I'm also enjoying it. I want to make sure that I'm giving myself breaks where need be. So I just wanted to put it out there, like, to not be super surprised if there are some, like, holidays in the future where maybe I don't post that week because I'm taking a breather. I feel like that's, you know, important to do. Um, and, you know... I'm thankful for every single person that takes the time to listen to my podcast and enjoys it. Um, Which, to me, like, even having 100 people listen to my podcast is, like, super amazing and important to me. Uh, If I can touch the lives of even 10 people, that is important to me. Um, But I'm also, in some ways, feel a little fortunate that I'm not a podcast that has, like, hundreds of thousands of followers and like brand deals to do and stuff like this is something I can really do for my own enjoyment at this point in time because like if I need that break I can take that break and it's really no harm no foul so yeah I just wanted to hop on this week and apparently just blab my head off about nothing really because I didn't really have some deep topic that I wanted to talk about this week. I just kind of wanted to chat it up, apparently, for the first 10 minutes, about my hair. But, um, I did mention that I kind of want to do just, like, sort of more laid-back episodes like this, where we're not, you know, covering deep psychological topics and um stigmas and all of the problems of our society nowadays because there's plenty but that can also be really depressing <laughs> and you know granted especially with everything that's going on in the world right now and it being around the time of the holidays this is um just a tough time in general and sometimes it's nice to just like lay off of it for a little bit and not lean so heavily into that because it can really feel quite existential. Um, I was just going to go into something. It was literally right there in my head and I forgot about it right away. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I didn't want... Okay. I... (laughs) Literally, just talked about how I didn't want to go into anything deep, but I did actually kind of want to talk about something a little bit. I just, I made an episode recently about, like, the winter blues and, like, all the things that I was trying to do to, like, kick its ass and not be consumed by, um, depression because of the extreme lack of vitamin D that I'm experiencing right about now, um... Yeah, plot twist. It's like as soon as I talked about that and was like, fuck seasonal depression, it said fuck you back and royally started kicking my ass in the past week or two. Um, Where I live, we got some snow. And honestly, the beginnings of getting like a little bit of snow is not the part that is bad for me. You know, I actually think the beginning of winter can be kind of magical. And sometimes it can make me kind of happy to see it snowing for the first couple months of winter. I'm sorry, I really do feel a burp incoming again. 
I'm sorry guys, I'm sorry I burp so much, I don't know why that is. I'm not drinking Dr. Pepper this time, but it's so uncomfortable for me to sit here and try and talk when, when there's a burp in there, and I'm sorry. But anywho, I like the beginning of snow and like all that stuff, but you know, I have been feeling kind of down in the dumps lately. And I'm not going to lie, my apartment started having the appearance of a depression depart depression department. Wow. Depression apartment recently. Okay. I felt myself going back there. I My laundry was um, a heap. It was actually a mountain. Um, and I really needed to do dishes and my fridge was awfully scarce. <laughs> um, and I was kind of like falling into that habit again. Like, you know, you kind of see it start slipping and you're like, uh-oh. So I, I decided to take this weekend and kind of do a reset. I cleaned. Made sure, like, all my homework was up to date. You know? Um, just, like, things like that to kind of, like, perk me up a little bit. Um, I'm trying... Well, it's in the works for me to get my gym membership back. Because I've actually been thinking about the gym a lot. Like, a lot. And I haven't been going in, like... Let's see. I think I've haven't been going to the gym. I've taken like a month, probably a month or two off. Probably two months, yeah. And it's really weird because I'm not a gym girl. I'm not a fitness, health fitness guru, girly. Uh, never claimed to be. <laughs> never have been. Um, but I, like, there's this gym where I live now. And honestly, it's not like terribly expensive and it's really nice like it has all the equipment it has classes it has the olympic sized pool it has a hot tub it has the sauna um it's like really actually nice and um i've been really like actually missing it lately which is bizarre for me because like exercise for me has always been like it's a forced thing and then once once I'm doing it for a while I kind of like start to love it especially once I start seeing like some results I'm like yeah this is cool and then I fall off and then like repeat the vicious cycle of not wanting to do it again but I've been like yearning for it lately which I feel like is kind of like a good thing but like now, I was thinking about it too. I think it also might kind of tie into like my recent sobriety. Now, I have poor memory. We've established this many, many times. Do I remember if I've talked about this yet or not? No, I do not remember. And I honestly don't sit through and re-listen to my podcast episodes very often. So, I cannot tell you whether or not I've talked about this, but I am, I guess now I'm over it, 
but I am 30 days sober. And, you know, I've had a very, very tumultuous relationship with alcohol. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to say alcohol here. But let's just say that I was one of those people that I didn't really drink in high school um, or, or really do too much of that stuff in high school. And it's like I um, got to college and broke through the wall and just went fucking batshit crazy. Like absolutely nuts. And... Don't know how I did it. My first semester of college, I was drunk 50% of the time. I was drinking on weeknights. And then I would get so unbelievably fucked up that I would wake up the next day and, like, still be drunk. Or, like, be ridiculously hung over to the point of like I can barely function but like still managed to be an always student or like a mostly always student my whole first freshman year of college I was an always almost an always student I think I had like one like 88 or something but like and that was the bad thing is and this is like the dangerous part of being like a high functioning addict is when you can go through life and like still meet these achievements and like you know be acceptable still I guess into like society but it doesn't change the fact that you're an addict it doesn't change the fact that you have an addictive personality and it doesn't change the fact that you're an alcoholic so I think I had a way of thinking to myself that I was fine because I was juggling both for a while and then in my second year of college I oh my god it really started to like fuck with my life heavily it affected my personal life I was trying to hide from my family that I was drinking so heavily um and, you know, I, I was doing it so often and I would be, like, avoiding calls and stuff because I was either drinking or hungover. Um, and the weird part is, too, is that, like, when you're like that and there's, like, a substance that's kind of almost, like, controlling your life, even if you do have achievements during that time, they don't feel like achievements, really. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels like that, but it's like if I do not achieve something in a way that is healthy or, like, with me being aware and, like, doing it in a healthy mindset, it, like, doesn't feel like an achievement to me. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Wow. Dark time for me, but... I kind of got into my past relationship and I felt that I had laid off of substances, but I honestly, I did like lay off a little bit. 
but I was still doing it regularly enough. And my big issue is, is I am one of those um, addictive personality types where, um, you know, I, I'm an emotional person. I feel things very deeply. Um, so what substances offered me was an escape, was the numbing effect, was the distractibility where I don't have to feel and face the things that I'm, you know, dealing with right now. Uh, I can procrastinate them with these substances. I can not feel what I've been feeling. I can have a moment of escape, a moment of happiness, even if it's fleeting or it's not real. It feels better than reality. Anyway, it came to the point, and I like tried to get sober, I think, off and on a couple times, really couldn't stick it through, and, you know, I finally made the decision a month ago after going out and getting drinks with my friend and actually hating it, hating how I felt, especially after, and the day after, um... You know, alcohol is a depressant. It brings you up when you're drunk. And when you are sober again the next day, the next morning, whatever, you feel like shit. Like, not just physically, but your mood is tanked. Um, I made the active decision to get sober. And I'm taking it very seriously this time because I am feeling already so much better about myself because like there are those moments where it's like man this has been a tough day or I'm feeling a lot of emotions like I'm having a lot of struggles today I really just would love a glass of wine I would just love you know <laughs> to just like have a shot or something and just numb it for a little bit um but I've been able to fight through those moments and deal with what is going on. And to anyone that has like struggled with this um, or is struggling with this, you know that it's it's a hard battle. And especially, you know, I'm in my early 20s. Like this is the prime time for me to be drinking. And in especially the American society, like, it is, it is normalized to drink. Alcohol is a very normalized thing. And um, it can be very challenging to not drink or to be completely sober. But I'm loving it. I'm loving the detox. I feel better. I think that I'm thinking more clearly. I think I'm processing more emotions. Like, I think it's been a really really positive thing for me um and you know i did a lot of research on things like alcohol or weed and kind of because i'm a freaking science nerd i'm a biology nerd obviously like i'm in the medical field i enjoy all that kind of stuff like you know i'm thinking about this if i'm putting this shit into my body i i should know what it's doing to my body and 
learning about how alcohol or weed or other substances function in your body, what they do to your brain, what they do to the blood flow to your brain, learning about the ways that they cause inflammation in your body, and like all that stuff was enough for me to be like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Like, this is, this is it for me. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. I think also working in the unit that I'm working in right now, too, like, I'm exposed to a lot of people that have been, like, long-term alcohol drinkers or, like, alcoholics, and seeing what it does to their body is actually so eye-opening. Where it's like you think, oh, like a few drinks each week or a couple drinks a night. Like, that's not a big deal. That's not an alcoholic. Like, I'm fine. Let me tell you. Alcohol is not good for you or your body. And, like, everybody has their vice. Some people just want a glass of wine every once in a while, you know. There's kind of that battle of, like, everything that you do could possibly kill you. Like, it's just, like, you pick your battles. I can understand that mindset, but um, for me, it just was like, I don't need one more thing making my life worse. I don't need one more thing cutting my life short. Um, I'm good on it. So that's my vent about being sober. Um... It's been a little bit of a roller coaster challenge, but I am, for the most part, enjoying it. And that's my... It's it's something that I'm proud of at this time. I'm trying to think what else I wanted to yap to you guys about for this week. Dude, I have been so in love with music like it is that cold fall time of the year there's something about this time of year in a certain genre of music and if you know you know it's like when people are like oh when you get that first snow and you know it's time to watch twilight i'm one of those people (laughs) but or like when it hits fall and like you gotta watch the vampire diaries i've watched the vampire diaries so many goddamn times And I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'm about to do it again. Um, It's to the point where I've watched it so many times though that I think I watch it from like season three to like season seven. Like those are the golden years of the Vampire Diaries and that's that's what I rewatch at this point. Uh, But there's the music too. And guys, oh my god, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about this immediately. We... I don't I I would assume that is directly linked to like the pandemic pan Can I have one goddamn episode where I do not absolutely butcher a word and embarrass myself? Can I have one episode where I don't have expressive aphasia? <laughs> Please. Okay, but honestly I'm about to go into like a big like fangirl vent right now and it is about the new music that we've been getting recently like it's post-pandemic 
and I feel like everything was like radio silence. Like we were not, and this could be arguable because everybody has a different taste in music, but in my opinion, I do not feel like I have received quality music that I have been in love with in years. And it was becoming a very, very depressing thing for me. And then, and then Hosier dropped his recent album, okay, on Real on Earth, I believe. Do not attack me. I really love Hosier, but I'm not, I'm not good with names. I can picture the album cover. I can, I can tell you that some of the songs I listen to, um, what a fucking masterpiece, dude. What a masterpiece. I'm so in love. I'm so in love. And I'm telling you, there's, there's that song, Who We Are. Oh my god, when he does that, like, almost like bell tone high note. Oh my god. It's gorgeous. It is such a good album. I'm so obsessed. Like, I feel like this is bringing me back to my 2016 music obsessions. Like, my Arctic Monkeys, Lana Del Rey. Um, I'm looking because I have, like, CD albums from that time lining my walls right now. The 1975 um, Lord's Pure Heroine. Dude, Hosier, this album, I've been listening to it nonstop. And I also want to talk about Madison Beer. I have been a longtime fan of Madison Beer, okay? You know, she's gorgeous. We know, we know she's gorgeous. Obviously, she's dropped in beautiful, but like, her voice is incredible. And. I really don't feel like her music is getting talked about enough right now because like her old album was like kind of edgy, kind of like heartbreak girl vibes. It was good. It's it was I you know, I listened to it a lot. But she has this new album called Silence Between Songs. And, you know, she's really a big fan of, like, the Beatles. And she did it with this one. This is her album. Like, and I have seen a couple people talk about it, especially in, like, interviews with her and stuff, where they're like, this is you. This is her. And you can actually listen to the instrumentals, and you can tell it's heavily inspired by, like, um... That kind of 60s, 70s era music. It's heavily inspired by the Beatles. It's good. And her vocals are incredible. I shouldn't say that she's like not getting enough attention. I'm pretty sure she got nominated for a, like a Grammy or something for the album. And I, honestly, dude, it's well deserved. It is such a good album. I've been really into it. Really, really, really into it. But... Those are probably my top two, like, favorite albums right now that I've been, like, you know, listening to. And I have a lot of songs that I'm in love with right now. Um, but just, like, looking at albums as a whole 
especially like kind of semi-recent albums, Hosier's new album and Madison Beer's new album, um, they're incredible. And they've been on repeat. No shame. Um, but you know, it is that, it's that, um, Bon Iver. I know I'm saying it wrong, or, you know, maybe I'm not, but if, I don't know how to say it, but I listen to Bon Iver, and it's like that type of, that type of music that I've been obsessed with lately. Guys, I'm sorry, I've really been just like, on a... (laughs) I've been on, like, such a random rant for this podcast episode. Um, I think it's, like, 4.30 in the morning right now. (laughs) Like, I'm especially unhinged. Um, But I, you know, I'm here. I'm here, and consistency is key. Even if the podcast episode is the most random bullshit ever, and it's really unhinged. I'm here. Aren't I? I want to talk about one more thing real quick before I go. And it's it's, it's something that's bringing me great joy. And it's a work in progress right now because I have an addictive personality. And um, that addiction also includes books. And I have been a really avid reader and I was such an avid reader that my parents installed bookshelves in my closet for me so that I could store my books and that went along with the three XL storage tubs of books that I had under my bed because I get very sentimental attachments to my books and I want to reread books I love over and over and over again after I forget them. Um, (laughs) and so I have collected a pretty massive amount of books over time and I have this giant box from when I moved to my apartment of books. And I'm making a book nook in my apartment and it's like this little corner and I have like a little reading chair with like a blankie and pillows and I'm like making bookshelves and it's gonna be filled with books and I'm so excited I'm so excited to fill those bookshelves with my smutty romantic books <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put up the shelves and it's all gonna be Sarah J Moss all over that bookshelf <laughs> oh gosh they're so good though I think I'm about to reread A Court of Thorns and Roses and all the girls have told me that I need to um, read Throne of Glass Um, but I've been struggling with that one a little more admittingly I also have read um, that you should definitely read that before you read a court of thorn and Ro- a court of thorns and roses but like i didn't even know that throne of glass existed before i started reading a court of thorns and roses so here i am and i'm i'm going to try and attempt it soon 
Well, anywho, I have no idea what I've talked about the past 40 minutes. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no recollection. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, if, you know, I hate doing this. But, you know, it's part of the gig. It's part of of the gig and you guys are not allowed to judge me I've already established this you're not allowed to judge me okay if you're on Spotify or Apple Pod or any of those lovely podcasting platforms I would really greatly appreciate it and love you um, if you rated my podcast and left maybe a review that'd be super cool if you're on YouTube um, and you want to see more of my content, uh, I'd highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button. Uh, maybe give it a like, maybe give it a comment. I don't know. Up to you. Uh, but it'd be really cool if you did. So uh, I'll see you next week with hopefully a way more organized and uh, relevant topic. Thank you. Bye.